Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we give a voice to the women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. Today's guest is Claudine Francois. Welcome, Claudine. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Love having you here. So, folks, you know I don't always know my guests in, in advance of our conversation, but Claudine and I have had a phone conversation prior to this. And even though it was probably, what, 30 minutes, I feel like I've known her all my life. So this should be a really fun conversation as we reveal and learn more about Claudine. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I grew up in a little blue collar town in Southern California, which if you've been to Southern California recently, you're probably thinking, where was that? But at the time it was small. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I had a very small worldview, but I knew I wanted to get outside of that. And so when I went to college, I ended up spending a year in France, which really opened up my eyes to so many things beyond what I had ever learned um, and really endeared me to travel. And that kind of got my whole travel wanderlust going. Um, so after college, I ended up working with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, which is kind of random. But with that, I did get to travel because I, through several promotions, I ended up getting to England. And I lived in London for about two and a half years, which was lovely. And then I got promoted back to California, uh, which is where I've, I am now. And I've basically spent 20 years of my life in accounting before I realized that, um, you know, yes, it was fun and exciting overseeing multi-million dollar international corporations, but it wasn't as fulfilling as I would have liked. And I found that my true passion um, involved helping women to make more of an impact in their lives. And that's why last year I founded In Good Clean Taste, which is my health coaching business, um, which allows me to help women entrepreneurs become as successful with their health as they are in their businesses. So let me interrupt here because that is fascinating. I did not know all of that about you. It's almost like with a name like yours, you were born to go to France. Um, <laughs> secondly, I love that you lived in London. I wish I had known you then. I have lots of friends there. That would have been fun. I would have come across the pond to visit. Um, thirdly, now that you're in Southern California, uh, I'll still come to visit. It'll be um, a short flight once we get back to normal. So it's really great to have you in my circle and in my network. I'm super excited to learn more about something that women really do put on the back burner, sadly. Um, mm -hmm. My health and weight struggle mightily and suffer mightily because I do put 1000% of everything I have every waking moment into my business versus self-care. So I'm so excited to learn much more about this new business. It's not new to you, it's new to me this business that you operate. So tell us, what is your proudest professional accomplishment? Well, I would say that starting a business, and this is actually the second business I've started because oh, wow. I started a CFO consulting company about five years ago. And I would say starting a business is not only the scariest thing I've ever done, but also probably the thing I'm the most proud of because one, you have to wear all the hats, right? It's not like when you're in corporate and you do one type of job, you know, like you're in accounting or you're in marketing or you're in HR, when you're running your own business, as you know, you have to do all of those things and you have to learn so much, not only technical skills, but so much about yourself. Yes. And I, I remember someone telling me once that 
if you ever want a great personal development course, start your own business. Cause then you'll really Absolutely. find out a lot of things. <laughs> it's so true. Look, let me tell you, my boss is terrible. She never gives me time off. <laughs> you need to have a little talk with her. <laughs> I do. It's time for my evaluation. Right? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Lots of hats, all the things. Mm-hmm. Well, let me Absolutely. ask you, tell me more about your time in owning this current business. Like what prompted you to do it? Give us a little more detail. What do you love about doing it? Maybe what are the struggles in doing what you do now? Well, it started actually because I've been on my own health journey and having spent 20 years in corporate America, dealing with all the stressors that that involves um, and the focus on getting things done rather than on taking care of yourself. I basically fell into my own cycle of trying to medicate with caffeine and other things. And um, here. <laughs> yeah, my my body was just struggling, right? I'd have constant migraines, you know, and I was gone from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day, and I had two small children, and on the weekends, I'd be, I'd be stuck on the couch with a migraine, and I was like, there's got to be a better Aww. way. There has to be something else to this life than working, you know, 78 hours a week, and then just dying from exhaustion on the weekends, so um, I went through my own health journey to discover the foods that I couldn't eat and the eventually I kind of did it backwards. I started with the food and I ended with the self-care, which when I work with my clients, we start with the self-care first. Yes. Um, but you know, it took me a while. I'm a bit hard headed. So <laughs> it took me a while to realize, Hey, focusing myself is actually an important goal. And we as women get so caught up and we are so conditioned to put everyone else first. You know, yes. we, we feel like it's our job to be selfless and we're I actually, used to think it was selfish, but now I think it's selfless to put me first so that I'm there to help others. Absolutely. And that's exactly the mind shift change that a lot of women need to go through to get to the point where they are taking care of themselves. Cause if you're not healthy, first of all, if you're not feeling great, how, you know, you're not going to show up as great in your business, but you're also probably not showing up great for your family. I know that even when I was around, I was tired. I had a migraine. I was cranky. I probably wasn't communicating in the most effective way to my husband or my children. So um, my husband, okay. So, you know, we have to work from home during COVID-19. My husband hears you. And he's, <laughs> he's shaking his head. I'm like, Shh. you know, I'm, I'm Bless like, his heart. <laughs> girl that's so funny but you're so spot on you know I'm I have wheels spinning in my head about how um what you can do for my network but anyway carry on um what was the original question oh the original (laughs) question was how did I get here obviously we love what you do and you love what you do I'm sure there are days when you don't but you were talking about how you got to a place where you decided to do what you do Right. So through this health journey, um, the, the stressors and the lack of personal um, pleasure I was getting from my corporate job led me to start the CFO business. And I thought, okay, well, starting my own business, even though it's really scary because accountants by nature are risk averse, we don't really go out on a limb and start our own businesses just for fun. But it, <laughs> what it, do you do for fun? <laughs> Right. Um, (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah. Um, Well, I sing for fun and I bake for fun, but, um, but the, the 
level of stress that I was ex um, in incurring in this position, I just realized I had to do something else. So I started that business and I used the skills that I had acquired over the past, you know, 15, 20 years to do that. But I still knew something was off. And again, I'm, I was still going through my health journey at this point. And finally, someone said to me, because I, I bake and I cook healthy foods all the time. Like my my superpower is kind of being able to take anything that you like to eat and making it healthy and taste good. Okay, now you're making another impression on my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make him leave the house. You're setting expectations. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Three words, clean caramel popcorn. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I, I, someone said to me, you know, you're, you're doing all this, this healthy eating and you just have such a passion for making all this food. Why don't you teach other women how to do this? Maybe you should be a health coach. Awesome. And I thought that's kind of a great idea. That <laughs> so is awesome. On that path and that's how, that's where we are. It's sort of the intersection between passion and, and something, something you're passionate about and something that's good for others. I mean, then you, you, it's like the Venn diagram, the middle would be your purpose. That's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful, um, it just gives me so much more, um, Oh, what's that word? Me and the words. It just makes fulfillment. me feel fabulous. fulfillment. Thank you very much. It makes <laughs> me feel great. It's helping other people feel great. And I, the, I think the one thing that's probably a little bit different about me is that because I come from that analytical accounting background, like I see things in steps and I see things in stages. So it's easy for me to see where someone is to where they can go and how to get there. Yeah. You're very process oriented. I know that for sure. Um, I'm the opposite. I am the big picture, the vision, the here's what I want it to look like. Now you have to figure out how to get us there. <laughs> this yeah. is why we work well together. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let me ask you this. You refer to your health journey. What exactly do you mean by that? Well, because I was under a constant state of stress, um, in addition to the migraines that I had, I was constantly... Um, the foods I was eating, even though I was eating healthy foods, they were affecting me negatively. And come to find out the reason why is because I had leaky gut, which you get by being under a constant state of stress. Or some some women get autoimmune issues, some women get um, inflammation. There are so many, and the migraines, there's so many different things that are caused by stress that affect women, especially a lot harder than men. But it's impacting our bodies in ways that many of us don't even realize. Um, and it, it can, it's really detrimental to our health, especially if we don't take care of it for the long term. See, now I need him to come back into the house and hear that part for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we both have very stressful jobs, but I mean, and look, there's, I'm not comparing, you know, science shows that women do process things differently than men and we communicate differently than men, but I'm just going to say that yes, his job is very stressful, but so is mine. And mine is coupled with raising a son and raising a mother with Alzheimer's. So I am your perfect storm right here. Mm -hmm. um, packing on the weight in two years. I'm, I'm just going to be real, folks. I've gained 50 to 60 pounds in a given week and can be 60 and maybe it'll be 50 and back up to 60 in two and a half years. And that is huge in such a short time. It is definitely in places I've never had weight before, so I'm totally attributing it to stress, 
stress belly is what I have. So yeah. I used to have bounce a quarter on my belly, but now I have stress belly. But um, I think that you're good for me. And as hard headed as, as I can be, I think you should continue to try to get me to go on my own health journey with you. Yeah. It, the stress thing is it, basically it stops all other functions in our body. It stops the immune system. It stops digestion and it, it just, your body holds onto the weight because it doesn't know what's going to happen. It's just, it, it's a killer for everything. It's and of course, then we as women are more, um, more prone to getting heart disease and just so many other things. Yeah. It's definitely all something that we as women need to focus on. Yeah. And you know, in my world, we talk about bias and no one, even in my world, I don't hear people talking about bias against people who are overweight and that exists and it is still sadly socially acceptable. And I never paid attention to it before because I was in good shape. But now that I'm on the other side of that, I see it. People don't get the work. They don't get hired. They don't get assigned the cases. They um, you know, don't get brought on the pitch teams. They, you know, when you're overweight and I'm telling you, it's worse for women when women are overweight, they don't get, uh, what they deserve. And so somebody somewhere said there are people who are happy and overweight. And I said to that person, you may be right, but I don't believe you. I don't know. <laughs> you know, cause we all project, right? So, I mean, given the choice, if you Claudine said, I, I can help you become healthy and at a good weight and a good, you know, size and healthy inside out, not just about looks. And I, I would never say, no, don't do it. I prefer to stay overweight and unable to hike with my family and buying bigger clothes that cost more money. So there you go. I said right here on a recording. So I know that after this is over, you're going to put re push replay and say, sign on up, Susan. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. <laughs> I know. You're so amazing. And I'll tell you our first phone conversation. I just fell in love with you all over. Um, the, friend, the friend of ours who introduced us, um, she's a lovey-dovey too. And I know she knows me well enough that when she said, you're going to love her, it wasn't just, you know, a slick pitch. I mean, she definitely knew that I would connect well with you. And my listeners know that I don't, ever introduce or recommend someone or something that I don't firmly believe in or trust myself. So I love having you on the show. I think what you do is remarkable. The passion that you show about it um, and your funky little newsletters. Those are pretty cool too. Um, do you do that all yourself? Yes, I do. So let me just say it right here, right now. You are not a typical accountant. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was struggling with. <laughs> You have finally found your calling. You just happen to be a gifted entrepreneur. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you happen to know numbers on the side. Well, let me ask you, um, you know, this is the point in my conversation that I have with my guests where I say, how can women support women? You know, um, when I was in corporate and even still now, I, I surround myself with women that are high achieving, high vibe that keep me in that sphere. We keep each other in that, that high energy sphere and positive and results oriented. Um, yes. And I find that when you're in that, that kind of group, whether it's, you know, loosely just a, a bunch of friends, or even if it's something you put together, that's like you meet every other month or something. 
I find that that camaraderie and those connections and um, those women utilizing those connections are super key to helping us get to the next level. For example, these, you know, there's a group of women that I used to work with that I had, I had hired almost all of them. Um, but now every, even though we don't work, we haven't worked together for five or six years, we still lean on each other for different things. So when one needs a recommendation, I am happy to give it. And I make sure they let me know if you are, you know, struggling with going to an interview and you need someone to bounce ideas off of, call me. And we do those kinds of things for each other. Um, and there's another group of women that I am with, and it's one where we meet every other month and we help each other, you know, oh, do you know someone who um, is good for this job I'm hiring? Or, you know, I'm looking for someone who can help me with this. Can I, can I hire you? Um, or I have a friend who's looking for a person who's, you know, who needs help in whatever it is that you do. Can I refer you? It's just a great network in that way. You're referring people that you know are good, that you trust, um, because you want when you're putting your name on the line yeah i love that i'm all about the rise as we lift as we rise so you know um in fact that's my peloton name you will never see it anywhere out there because i don't get on my peloton but <laughs> it's 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 rise and lift so it's lifting women as we ourselves rise and you definitely do that um our friend who introduced us definitely does that i, I am honored to be in your company uh, speaking of that, I wanted to ask, did you ever have a mentor? I wish. <laughs> I Thank you. So that's, oh my God. So everybody, I, I've never had somebody say no. So I'm the woman like you that said, I wish nobody did this for me. Yeah, right. exactly. I mean, I, I can't discount my parents, of course, they've been great. And of course, they've always been there for me. But in terms of someone who was ahead of me in my career path and pulling me up and giving me advice that I didn't pay for. Same. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. all have our therapists, but we're looking for a mentor. <laughs> yes, I'm sure I would have made a lot fewer mistakes had I had somebody kind of on the sidelines saying, hey, maybe not the best idea to be doing that right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or instead of telling me no, just show me a better alternative. So yeah, right. I did not have that either. And again, when people push me on it, I say my dad, who passed away when I was 30. So there was not much, you know, after that, I was on my own. So I hear you. I've never had a guest say, I wish, or no one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not glad to be your first. <laughs> I'm not glad to be your first. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'm here for you. I'm a pretty good mentor, and you can be there for me, because I, I feel you'd be a great mentor as well. It's a deal. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what has been your biggest challenge or setback, and how did you overcome it? Oh, my gosh. You know, being in what I will refer to in quotes as a, a male-dominated role, which is accounting, people expect you don't you even need the quotes because studies show that's true. So you're good to go. Okay. Right. <laughs> so people expected me to be a certain way. Kind of how you said, you don't seem like your typical accountant. Well, that was right. actually a detriment in my line of work. The fact that I had a personality was very, very bad. And... Um, there was a there was definitely a, a double standard in that role, despite the fact that I was in a company who talks about diversity and talks about or talks about um, you know bringing all people up, women, minorities, etc. Um, there definitely was a double standard when it came to how to perform. So, for example, a male counterpart could walk in a room, tell somebody what to do, and walk out. But if I did that, I was. Oh. Not <laughs> 
you said to B word. Uh, yeah, there was this witch with a B in front of it. Yeah, yeah. You, so, can, say, you can say bitch on my show. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I, you know, previous to coming to where I live now in Central California, I had been in big cities. I'd been in LA, I'd been in London, and it wasn't as pervasive there. Yeah. When I moved here, it was a much smaller town mentality, and it became really obvious that there was there was a complete shift that I had to make and I want I'm kind of embarrassed to say that instead of finding a way to rise against it I basically just figured out a way to walk the tightrope so that I was demure enough but still had to get the job done because I was still held to the same standards in terms of my performance I just had to go about it in an entirely different way because my communication style was too brash you know what? I, I teach about this stuff. This is my line of work. And yes. it's my job to change and your job and everyone's job to change, not ourselves and stop being aggressive. We should own aggressive. It's our jobs to fight the system and change the operating system so that you're not frowned upon. Ask people if a man had said that, done that, acted that way, would he or she be seen as a leader or given a promotion or a raise? Um, if a woman does the same thing, she's demeaned, demoted, you know, passed over and worse, you know, chastised. So I'm with you, sister. And I just realized where you live. I forgot. Um, I get you. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to your point, I didn't actually, it's only with hindsight that I made this connection. At the time, they were just telling me it was me you know, that I was the problem. That my And I'm telling you, it's not you. I know. Well, now, I, you know, this is 10 years, 15 years later. <laughs> but man, it was, it was a rough time for sure. You um, know, I think I have really good ideas. I want to do something with you, like co-present something with you to my um, network. Um, yeah, you're talking, you are a living example of what I teach. I'm a living example of it too. Um, I think that your bubbly personality and what you do now for a living is so unique and you know every, we need more we need more of that we need to learn from the stories like what you have to tell the stories you have to tell um and the lessons we learn from even the bad times or negative situations you know if you're spiritually mature you learn lessons from the good the bad and the ugly um so i my wheels are spinning we, we can talk about this another day but i have ideas um, okay. Let me ask you this. Is there something surprising you can, well, you've shared a ton of surprises already, <laughs> um, but is there a surprising fact about you you're willing to share? And then I'm going to ask you a wild card question. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> the surprising thing is that when I do those personality tests, I always come up as an introvert. I know. Okay. Well, I asked a friend of mine about this. I was like, how is that possible? Cause I don't, you know, like no one thinks I'm an introvert. And she said, well, you're a gregarious introvert. I'm like, well, what does that mean? She said, well, we, you know, introverts are not necessarily always shy people. They're just people who get their energy from like being alone and like reading a book or just decompressing. Whereas extroverts get their energy from other people. That she's right. So, well, first of all, if you go to Kiersey, K-I-E-R-S-E-Y, and you take their personality test, mm -hmm. um, they explain, they don't believe that it's binary, like you, that you're introvert oh. or extrovert. Um, also, even Susan Cain, who wrote the book Quiet. Yes, I have um, that book. 
Yeah, she and I are friends on Twitter. We message each other. She even talks about ambiverts, those of us who go both ways. Um, <laughs> My husband will be interested to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the extra- <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so funny. Um, anyway. I think I'm going to put that on the air. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, so it, it, your friend was right. So it, it, if you believe in that, if you follow that binary, look at introvert, extrovert, then you are talking about how you refuel. How do you re, um, up your game or, you know, gain new strength and energy? Is it writing in a journal home alone at night? Or is it at a party where you can connect with others or, you know, so for example, I'm very gregarious and most people assume and I'm full on extrovert all the time. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is I enjoy photography. I enjoy writing in a journal. I enjoy those um, de-stressor color by number pencil, whatever, you know, adult coloring books. <laughs> mm. They're supposed to help you calm and whatnot. So people are shocked to hear that. I enjoy time alone. You right. know, I enjoy time in nature. So um, one other myth that's out there is that introverts are shy, and that is not so. It is that they are more selective. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that, right? So um, I say bravo to the introverts, and I'm sorry to those introverts who think I'm full-on extrovert. And whether you do or don't think I am, I can be a lot. I I know it. So (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm like, I come with a warning label. (laughs) (laughs) Too much of a good thing is not good. So I hear you. <laughs> Open with caution. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Proceed with caution. Because not everybody, look, somebody told me this, and it's so true. Most people would be offended, but I don't have, I don't have an ego. So I hear you. Um, <laughs> this person said the speed of Susan is not for everyone. That's true. Oh. I get it. It's okay. Well, you know, I, if everybody on my team were like I am, I'd be exhausted. So. <laughs> You know, that's true. That's true. Cause I'm not for everyone either. People either love me or hate me. So I'm glad, I'm so glad that you love me. (laughs) (laughs) I do love you, but you know that other people's opinions of you is none of your business. You just be you, you be your highest and best self and you control what you can. You let the rest roll away. Right. So absolutely. But it's nice when people you admire like you as well. Yes. Um, this is like the love show right here. I know. Yay, because everyone. <laughs> Good fun. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So um, here's the wild card question. Okay. All right. Let's see. I pull from a box of my important questions or meaningful questions. Oh, and this question says, what is the one thing you want people to remember about you? about me like when I die um I guess maybe you meet (laughs) someone at a meeting or a party or you spend some time living in London and then you move away um so relationships in your life let's just say now the question doesn't go into this level of detail but since you're an accountant you need that detail so I'm gonna make (laughs) I'm gonna make it up for you and say um let's just say relationships in your life, meaningful relationships, what's one thing you would want people in those relationships to remember about you, whether you die or move away or for whatever reason, don't relate with them as often or as deeply as you once did? 
I would hope that after spending time with someone that they would feel better about themselves. <gasps> oh, oh my God. I love you. That's such a great <laughs> answer. Thank you. That's such a great answer. You pivoted and made it about the other person, which is super giving and super kind and super, uh, you definitely listen with empathy and not judgment, which is probably why you're so great at what you do for a living. Um, that's really awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you. Well, let me ask you one last question. It is pretty powerful. Um, okay. If all the listeners out there who um, are hearing our conversation, once they stop laughing their asses off and want to reach you, <laughs> how, how can they reach you? How can they get in touch with you? I think you need to put a warning label on this episode. Um, they can definitely go to my website, In Good Clean Taste dot com and sign up for my newsletter and that way any updates any um thing that i'm doing they will be the first to know awesome you're so awesome so are you well, thank <laughs> you for sharing um folks you know that i'll write a blog about claudine and we'll have it out within 48 hours and we'll have some pretty pictures and maybe a couple of um some of the, the really great recipes that she has, you know, whatever you want to share is great. But I also know that I like to tell the story of my guest outside of their bio and outside of their headshot. Awesome. That sounds like a great thing that you're doing. That's so wonderful. Thank you, Susan. Well, it's my guests who make it great and it is great. So thank you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. And thanks for listening.